until you see it yourself, it's really difficult because all you see is like that imposter syndrome and all you see is what you don't know. Like I can get so much better at writing. You know, we can always keep getting better. But I think that that's also what keeps you motivated because it would be really boring if you just went, ah, I'm here. You're listening to the No BS Agency Podcast. We talk strategies that can take your one to two person branding agency from $5,000 to $30,000 per month without hiring employees or working your ass off. All you have to do is cut the BS. I am Pia Silva. I'm delighted to share an interview I did recently really a catch up with one of my favorite students, Lisa Greensill. She's a brand and copy strategist and the co-creator of Brandover, a creative collaboration focused on taking the bland out of financial brands. She translates advisor and broker speak into client speak with an approach that focuses on purpose and personality to make businesses relatable, memorable, and referable. In 2022, Lisa was named Independent Financial Advisors Marketing Consultant of the Year and Women in Finance Marketing Professional of the Year. I loved working with Lisa because she took action. She showed up and made things happen, and her results reflect that effort. And what I love about her story is not just that she's able to make more money in less time. Yes, we all want that. But even more importantly, that it affected how she enjoys her life with her family. I haven't spoken to Lisa in almost a year, except for an occasional email back and forth. So I'm very excited to do a catch up with her as well. Without further ado, here is Lisa Greensill. Lisa, I am so excited to have you on the show. Welcome. Well, uh, thanks, Pia. I'm so excited to be here. I wanted you to come on the show, first of all, because I miss seeing you, uh, my friend on the other side of the world, and also because you had such a tremendous journey while we were working together. And then you just continued to take off. And I really just wanted to get the lowdown on what that really looked like. So if you don't mind, start by taking us back. Take us back to when did we start working together? So about a, uh, almost two years ago. So take me back to that time. And do you remember how long you'd been in business at that point? Well, I'd only just, like, I'd been freelancing for years, but just working mm -hmm. off an hourly rate and very reactive to clients. Mm -hmm. And then I went and did the story brand certification. And then I officially, you know, did the Lisa Greensill website, but I didn't have a model or a, didn't know how to price things because I'd been freelancing. <laughs> I'd always just done, you know, I'd been working between 50 and $80 an hour. Like literally that was, that was where I was for all those years before joining your program. Got it. And when you say freelancing, who were you freelancing for? For in the financial planning industry here. But to be honest, I really just had one major client. Uh, so, and then I just had a couple of little clients. There was just no way to scale. And I, I felt like there was all this potential in me and I hadn't reached it, but I couldn't quite put my, I couldn't quite put my finger on what it was. I just knew that there was more out there for me to do like I had all this knowledge and I didn't really know so and I'd had a business crush on you for years and oh, um I didn't know that and <laughs> I'd followed you for years and then your program came up and I had saved a bit of money so I was like okay I'm going to jump on it was like the best decision I made because it literally well it shaped how I now do business 
I want to know a little bit more about kind of what your business looked like at that point. Because it sounds like you had some steady work coming in. You were working hourly, but what what did that translate to in your day-to-day life? Well, interestingly enough, that big client, shut his, he sold his business. So I literally had nothing. When I came to your program, I had zero clients. So I had that one big client. So he was about 20 hours a week and I have kids. So that was basically it. And then he sold his business. I did have... Because I'd done the story brand program, I'd started getting some sort of leads for that. And that I think that's what led me to the program in the first place is that I just didn't really know how to price it. Yeah, I just had no structure, no structure to what I was doing and like no. It was all just hourly. It was all just hourly. I was trying to price projects, but at the, it was hourly. And mm-hmm. I look at what I priced that first project at. Um, it was like 6K or something. And now that same project would be like 15K. Oh my god! So okay, serious, that's what it would be. That's what it would be now. Actually, probably even more. And I thought that at the time was like, oh my god, that's so much money. Six grand for one project. That's so much money. Like that's, and it it was still okay. You know, it was okay. But mm-hmm. if you broke it down to an hourly rate, it probably wasn't incredible. And was that what you were doing? Were you saying six k based on fifty or eighty dollars an hour times hours? Is was that how you came up with it? Yeah. Basically. And then would you actually work those hours or would you end up working no. more hours? <laughs> Particularly the first few mm-hmm. projects when you're trying to work out what you're doing. And also what I hated was quoting, like just quoting literally like I just go, oh, it would take me so long. Mm-hmm. And I, it, I was all over the shop. Okay. I was just lucky that I had a little bit, like I, I think the story brand thing helped a bit because I kind of bought that reputation, if that makes sense. You're kind of paying for that. I don't have that anymore. I've learned the framework, so I don't need the certification. Oh, I didn't realize. I didn't realize you actually paid to keep it up. Yes. Got it. Okay. Okay. So basically you had this framework that you had this way of working that was helpful, but it was just, it was just one piece of the business. You didn't know how the rest of the business should work. You didn't like how long pitching and writing proposals took. You didn't know how to quote this stuff. And it just seemed... In my, I'll put it in my words, unprofitable. In your words, just taking way too long, <laughs> too much stuff. And you got other stuff to do because you got kids. Yeah, it was It was just I didn't even have a service agreement. I was literally just flying by the seat of my pants because I didn't really know what I was, where I was going. But I was happy. I was loved what I did. You loved what you did and you had a lot of experience in it and you're very good at it. Yes. Yes. Okay. So you joined the program looking for some structure and to get some support. What were you hoping to grow your business to, to be? What, what did you want out of it ultimately? Well, I wanted to love what I do, work with clients I love to work with and I wanted to earn um, a certain amount of money to, you know, pay for stuff to do with our life, like enhance our lifestyle. I didn't really have any long-term goals at that stage in that I didn't really know where I could. I, did, I think I just had this ceiling of I didn't really know what was out mm-hmm. there. I think that was part of being in the course is that you go, oh, wow, this, there's all these opportunities and potential and possibilities. And I didn't even realize they were there. I'd kind of been in this kind of box. I just wanted to, and I wanted to feel like I was kind of in control, not that flying by the seat of your pants kind of way. And I also did want to build some authority and everything your course was about. (laughs) So let's talk about what, because I think we worked together for, um, Almost a year, not quite, not quite a year. Yeah. So in that yeah. time, like what did you end up 
changing in the way that you worked? Like, give me some specifics that you shifted in the beginning. Uh, lead product would be the major mm-hmm. one. The first one, so the lead product, which I didn't get. Like, So I remember I didn't quite get it right the first time because remember I came in and then I just kind of had to leave for a little bit because I was all too it was all too much and then I came back not too long after and in that time I had done the tried to do the lead product on my own and then I came back and you had a look at it and what I was doing was more of a marketing plan Mm. and it hadn't clicked that what the brief is about is about getting people excited giving them the strategy you know really showing them your value um so they don't even question the rest of it and so then when I came in and you helped me a lot to fix that lead product that was the major thing I did and I so I still do the lead product um the other thing was just the delivering the projects so the intensives and this is where it got this is in the end why I couldn't stay on I had to try to work out on my own how do I do the intensives model so I kind of did a variation of it where I would break it up say over like three weeks and I'd have like a brand over because my my intensive is called a brand over you know brand over day one but I didn't do the edits with them live mm-hmm. I would do um magic hour actually that's the other, there's so many things <laughs> sorry I'm okay. jumping but magic hour is probably is a huge one because every brand over I would start it with some kind of positioning so although it didn't take an hour like and it doesn't matter what it is whether it's a logo or a you know homepage copy it doesn't matter how big or small I would always start it with you know what do we want to get out of today who are the clients that we're speaking to what's the brand vibe and voice we're going for so then by the time I got to the actual project stuff they've got it right in their head where it needs like where I'm coming from which I think is like genius because a lot of designers and stuff or copywriters I just throw the copy or the design at people and then I think people just haven't got it positioned you know it's not in that right place. they just don't know how to make the decisions they don't know where to put it so like I had one yesterday it was some homepage copy and he made like one change which was literally just it was so small and he just and he had it <laughs> approved awesome. in like you know half an hour most of my projects are like that even an e you know an ebook that's 10 pages like someone will come back with oh no my name's spelt wrong like it's a it's amazing sorry I get goosebumps because I think that that's the yeah the magic hour um and breaking it up into the intensive so even though I didn't do it exactly the same I still don't have it exactly the same but I'm going to get there um closer to it I want to I want to give you give, give yourself some grace and also let you know so Lisa you were here with us for the first like seven or eight months, over the first seven or eight months of this program, right? So it's been like almost a full year since you left and then we moved the time because your time zone just doesn't work (laughs) with, with, with me and my people, right? So I've, I've really learned and grown it too, to realize that everyone needs to do the intensives in their own way. Some people, it's going to be over three weeks or two weeks, or maybe it's going to be over the course of five days. And it it really doesn't matter. What matters is that you take the principles of the intensive and apply it in a way that works for you. So I just want you to think of it like that instead of like, I'm going to get it to that. Only, Only change it more towards this model if that's helping you get towards your goal. Yeah. I mean, it's it is better to have it as intensive as possible because then you don't end up working on too many projects at once. The good thing was is like how different it is to how most people work is that 
I wasn't, I just don't go back and forth with people. So it, they knew that like, this is what we're doing on this day. And I'd say, keep the next half of the day free to do your changes, send them to me. I'll have it fixed up by tomorrow. We'll, you know, and financial planners are a little different in that they have to get compliance right. approval. And so you kind of just, it depends on mm-hmm. who you're working with. So they have to go back. They have to go to their compliance department who, who approve it. And then and you're still doing the whole thing in three weeks, even with the compliance. It, it depends on the project. Like, for example, I've got one now where the client wanted to, it, it really depends, but okay. it can go over a couple of months if the client's got a longer lead time, but I still only work on the intensive days. Gotcha. So you might so, spread those intensive days over, but you're not ba- bound to manage this project over months. No, no, I just have, I'll just have it in my project manage. I like, I like project management. So I've got ClickUp and I use ClickUp. And so I'll be like, okay, well, this brand over day is here. And I'll still use like, I'll chunk and stack my time uh-huh. for that project. So you'll see in my calendar, you know, it'll be like, this client's here, here. You know, there's, it's, it's not perfect yet because I am still working on a couple of clients yeah. at once. And this was all because a lot to do with the fact that I didn't have a Steve. So I was like outsourcing graphic design, but. I found my Steve. She's an Ainsley, but anyway, um, it's amazing because, and it was the perfect timing because over the over the course of the time that I was implementing, I, you learn a lot about what works and what doesn't work. Totally. And so, what else? I start like the authority stuff. I haven't just haven't had time, but it's there. I just I started, and um, I guess it's a lot. Like I couldn't have won those awards without all of this stuff. I just couldn't. Tell me how you won these awards if you haven't done any authority building. So I did a, yeah, I did a few podcasts and I've done a couple of webina- webinars and I've got a few more coming up. That's authority building. <laughs> I know it's authority building, but it hasn't been like super, like super, there's so much more like I just realized the potential in it. Yeah. I mean, you haven't built your authority machine, but you've done a bunch of authority building and it has generated a bunch of clients for you. It really has. Yeah. And oh with the awards. So you get nominated, but it's it's like a self-nominated process as well, but like people can nominate you as well. And then you you submit your submission, but I mean it's quite extensive. And then also, you know, a lot even a lot of the stuff you taught around the messaging and the niching and all of that comes into it um because it was really clear in my submission who I worked with, how I helped them, the transformation they went through. And it was interesting because I can't really talk about results in terms of like marketing Mm -hmm. stats. So that's why I thought, oh, well, I don't really have a chance here. But it was the intangible benefits I think that the judges liked because I had judges contact me after and say, I loved your, that was amazing. Yeah, I guess it was a bit different for the industry here because it's, I think when we're in the course, you think that that's like what everyone's doing. Because everyone around you is doing it, right? <laughs> everyone, it, and it's kind of just was in our bubble that that's what people were doing. So I think it was really different for the industry, for the financial industry here. And I just thought, well, how does one per, one little person win a, an award like this? So I was, I literally was, I didn't have speeches ready or anything. It was pretty funny. Oh my gosh, you had to, you were at a, an award show. Oh, the first one, the women in finance one was this like massive stage. It was like, it was incredible, like a proper production. It was at like, it was like with big screens and yeah, it was amazing. Do you have photos? I do. Gosh. Are they on your website? They will be. So I'm I'm redoing my website and then we've got the new website. Oh, are you? I was just 
I was just checking it out. It looks amazing. I love oh, it. I've got to fix it's I haven't done that since I was in your course, which is so bad. Why is that so bad? I think it's super clear. Um people will be the judge, but I think it's great. I was actually about to send it to uh one of my students. <laughs> one of my current students. They'd be like Oh, it's um yeah, it's great, but you you know how you evolve and you like Totally. Maybe it's not it hasn't uh kept up with where you've gone strategically. Correct. Even the, yeah, the way things are written. I, one of the things that you really taught me and I was telling is about writing, vis- like making things mm-hmm. visceral. It really stuck with me. And I was telling a client about it the other day and he's like, yes, I'm like, because then you can picture and your clients can picture being there. Um, that was really, that's really effective. Amazing. I love it. Uh, okay. So tell me a little bit about because I, re- I remember there's a couple of key moments last year that I was just so excited for you. But I want, I want you to share kind of what your life, how your life kind of changed by changing the model of your business. Because it's really not, it's about the business, but it's really about the whole thing, right? How this affects our business, but how our business affects our lives. So um, I seem to recall last December, you were doing pretty well and weren't working. <laughs> so I took off, yeah, I earned so much in that so the 2021, so it was only like a few months. Oh, I'd been in the course for a little bit, but I had this huge December, which was like double, triple what I'd earned the previous, more than that. It was like four times. And so I was able to then take the holidays off with the kids because I'd put it put it aside and took it off. However, I learned that that's not, that then didn't propel me into the next year. So it was a good lesson. It was great, mm-hmm. but I've learned that probably this year was a, it was even better because I had a great December and I had a great January and a great February and, a, you know, like, yeah. Okay. So tell us what it looks like now. Like t- paint me a picture of what your business, how your business is operating now. So I still just work school hours, uh, mostly Monday to Friday. So, you know, like 8.30 to 3 and pretty much do stick to that unless there's a little, you know, a bit more. I'm booked up till May at the moment. And so I literally haven't done any, I know it sounds awful, but I haven't done any marketing because I've just, I'm trying to, I've got this new thing brand over. So we're building that at the same time. So we will get, I will get a lot more proactive. Where are all of these clients coming from? Uh, Referrals. Okay. So how are you getting so many referrals? Okay. So actually there's a couple of like strategic partners. So a few consultants, um, past clients, even some of the podcasts, the podcasts and webinars, like the evergreen material, I'll still get people um, calling about that. And and yeah. where where did those con- uh, referral partners and consultants, uh, where did all of that those connections come from? Okay, so I did reach out to them. Okay, you know, like part of your reach out. So my my kind of strategy was more around connecting with those strategic partners mm-hmm. who have a lot, who have the, like the reach. So they're consultants with financial advisors, but not just anyone like the ones that work with the type of clients that I work with. Cause I work with the one to three person decision makers. It's <laughs> a good market. Um, <laughs> so, and financial planners and they've got you know, they're like lifestyle based. And I just happened to, I don't know, I'm a bit into like the universe and forces and I just got, ended up connecting with the right type of people who I just gelled with. So at the moment it's all referral based because I just haven't had time. Like I did, I was booked up till like from December, I already had jobs booked up till March. 
Sounds like a dream. And you're charging now 15K for projects that you used to charge six for. Okay, so you've raised your prices pretty significantly. You've shrunk them into these intensive days. It sounds like you did tons of outreach and some podcast and authority building that has generated a referral network for you. <laughs> take the credit, Lisa. Take the credit. <laughs> I, yes. Yeah, I guess so. I just, I feel like I, sh- I know there's more. Like I know, which is exciting. I guess the exciting part is, is if, if I really did implement it and it's still all there, like I've still got, you know, I, I intend mm-hmm. to do it. Um, but yeah, it's like the little bits. And I remember saying to you, it's not like one, and I say that to clients, it's not like one thing. It was like, it's everything kind of pieced together and it's, yeah, it wasn't one thing. Right. And then the awards that get you, awards are really interesting because I had, um, I didn't really really understand the power of it, of them, but award-winning companies now contact me because I'm also the award winner. So the financial planners that have won awards themselves will come to me because I guess they realise they've entered and they realise what it takes to win. So it does help. If Of course it helps. <laughs> I know, but I didn't oh, – it's funny, Pia. I just lived in a different world where I just didn't – I was just in a box all those years. I didn't even realise. Honestly, till I joined your course and the story brand stuff and I was exposed to, I guess, even more of the world through people being all across the world, I just didn't realise – what possibilities were out there, to be honest. And it just makes me really excited. Like That's I so just, awesome. Yeah. So you're booked up. You're working with the clients you want to work with. You've got referrals coming to you. What do you see as next? Well, the exciting part is, is I met my Steve, so Ainsley, and we just clicked. So this was like late last year. And I, I know I'd been putting it out to the universe that I just – I felt like that was really my missing link. And I did – I kept saying that. Like I don't have a Steve. It does make it. Because you're trying to just find contractors. Well, and because you don't do the design, right? Because some people do design also, but you're really the strategist. Um, And the copy. And I really love, love, love that. And I've realized that's – and I want to get better. But I found – like Ainsley and I connected. We connected on LinkedIn. We just finished our first project together and it's incredible. And we just – we had the best time and we really click and like – well, what's been your experience from lead product to upsell? Like like for every lead product you do, how many of them do you actually upsell to a project? Uh, 100%. 100%. But I don't I don't do like heaps and heaps of lead products. It might be like one or two a month because I always have existing clients come back for big projects. So like an existing client will come back. And that's the other thing where I get stuff from. And exist- so there's kind of two phases. Yeah. Is like the brand and website and copy, and then the next phase is like their like freebie download and their email nurture gotcha. sequence, and that is the se- usually the second project they come back to me for, which I sometimes quote in the first project because then I've already quoted sure. it out in the background. It's I've got quoting; it doesn't take me long to quote. I don't get a, I don't worry about right. that anymore because well, you know, when you taught us like work out all the pieces of your packages and then so you've already got it ready and you're just kind of piecing it together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like little Lego pieces. So quoting's not an issue anymore because I've also worked out what I do and don't do. So it's like, no, I don't do that. So Feels good. Um, and I don't do retainer work and everything starts stop projects. So even I had an existing client come back and I love him. Like I don't, he really wanted me to help him with his ongoing, you know, blog and, and I said to him, I don't do ongoing work. And I'm like, like, wait a minute, I'll do it in the brand over models. So I just changed my thinking, which is 
kind of because you why would you say no because it's ongoing yeah, income intensive style yes intensive mm-hmm. style right but not in a retainer model yeah I think ongoing work is great as long as it's in an intensive model and you're not kind of at their beck and yes. call no and I'm not and that's the best part from being part of the program is the fact that I just am so clear around look it's like start stop projects so you can't just call my clients don't have my phone number I don't answer emails on weekends I don't answer emails at night I'll schedule them so sometimes that was something you taught me is I'll schedule them so I might work on a Sunday sometimes to clear the decks but I'll always schedule that email to go at like 8 30 the next on the Monday train them <laughs> And I was telling Ainsley the same thing because, you know, she works early mornings because she's got kids. And I'm like, just schedule that email to eight. And she's like me. She's like over delivers and, you know, but there you've got to have your boundaries because otherwise you get burnt out. Absolutely. Oh, my gosh, Lisa, it's like night and day hearing you talk. (laughs) I realize now how far I've come from talking to you because I think when you're in it the every day, all you kind of see is, you know, I'm saying I haven't built authority. All I'm seeing is what I haven't done. It's, it kind of does get frustrating sometimes because you know, you're like, I've got here by doing this, but there's still this I could do. Like imagine, I've just imagined where I kind of don't see the limit. It's kind of limitless now. Whereas before, you know, within my lifestyle though. So that's the, of course. Um, oh my gosh. That's amazing. I just, I, I love this transformation. <laughs> tell me, tell me more. Like you just said, you don't feel as stressed about it anymore. I know I used to feel that stress too, right? It's like, oh, even when mm. somebody would book the call, I'd be like, oh no, right? Yeah, same. I'd see the call and I'd be like, oh God, what are they going to ask me to do? Like blah, blah, blah. Because, but now I know what I do and what I don't do. And I've got a certain style, right? So it's, it's this conversational, relatable, authentic style. And it's, very distinct and it's different to what I mean it's very much what you do but it's different to what most branding a lot of branding agencies do and particularly in the financial planning industry right because it's all very corporate and proper whereas this is more because I work with the smaller businesses around literally I get their words like I just have this way of just getting them to say things like I didn't even they'll say I didn't even realize I said it that way and I'll see it and they'll go like I just got goosebumps because and I'm just telling like regurgitating what they've said and it just feels very authentic. Like it's pretty rewarding. Yeah. It's very rewarding actually. Like I'm kind of just like, you know, when you get off a call, like so even those like those Zoom chats, like you just feel really confident. I've had a few this week and you're just like, yep, this is how I do it. This is how it works. Listen, I'm definitely not the cheapest out there because I'm kind of, I've been in the financial planning industry a long time and I've been doing marketing a long time. So, you know, kind of can sort of have the confidence to say look you can go and find someone to do it cheaper but you can see like the work I've done that cost about this and I'll just add a little bit on Um, (laughs) and you sort of that's how it works and so that's why I find the pricing hasn't been a huge issue because at that point people will go well no because if you if you're not prepared to pay that right if $15,000 is five times as much as you were expecting, then you're not going to continue, right? No, correct. But you're not going to get the same result. Like you're not going to get something that looks like that. So you've got to, that's their choice. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so excited for you, Lisa. Thank you so much for sharing all of this. And, um, you know, business is a marathon, not a race. And there's always more runway in front of us, right? Because there's always farther to go. So I'm just so overjoyed to see 
just how far you've come in like less than two years and all the things that are ahead of you. I mean, it's just a joy. Thank you. And also, you always saw the potential in me when I didn't see it. Um, So until you see that in yourself, it is difficult. Mm. So just sad I can't come back because of my time zone, but maybe maybe one day I'll come over. (laughs) Yes. If you ever move to the stateside, then you will be perfect. We will welcome you back. Well, maybe you do like a no BS event somewhere. Uh, yes, that is also on the docket. In, in person, like past and yes, present. I, yes. I'll, I will be there, okay. right? Because I would really like to come over. So I will keep that in mind. Put that on for the you. list. Um, okay, I have one last question. You know, you invested in yourself to join our program mm-hmm. at a time when you had just lost your biggest client. And you are getting paid mm-hmm. hourly. So I know that that is not an easy decision. Um, and maybe even taking a leap of faith, what would you say to somebody in that position now who's like, mm, I think maybe I should like wait a little longer until I have more money or like I should save up or like, like what was your thinking around that? So I'm very much a life is short and I'm a little bit of a gut feeling person. I just knew I needed to do something I'd always wanted to be part of your program. So I was like, it's now or never because otherwise, like, this is, you're just going to keep spinning your, spinning your wheels. So if people do similar stuff to what we do um, and they're looking for the same kind of goals around lifestyle and, you know, running a business that they love, that doesn't have to be a huge business because I never wanted to build a huge right. business. I wanted to build a lifestyle business. Then I just think it's definitely, it's, like I said, the best decision, best investment I've made. I've told people that over and over and over. Thank so you. that's awesome. I'm an example of what happens when you just take a risk because I honestly, I didn't have the confidence. I mean, I sound confident now, but I really wasn't at all back then. Um, and it was being part of the program and really working out what you love to do and just part of that whole process that's kind of got me to here. And I've there's, look, I've got so, so, so far to go, but... It's been one of the best things I've done for me, not only the business, but me, me personally, which is even more important than the business because, you know, when you fight work out what you love to do and then you can see your potential, that's very powerful. I agree. And, oh, my God, you are showing up like such a confident badass right now, Lisa. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, you seriously are. I do remember that. I remember having to talk you up a little bit sometimes, but you're so good at what you do. Like, I mean, selfishly, I love when I see people who are really, really good at what they do and they're just like not doing all the things. I'm like, oh my God, let's just do all the things around you and you're going to soar because you've got the goods. Yeah. Right? Until you see it yourself, it's really difficult because all you see is like that imposter syndrome and all you see is what you don't know. I can get so much better. Like I can get so much better at writing. I can get, there's so much, you know, we can always keep getting better. But I think that that's also what keeps you motivated because it would be really boring if you just went, ah, I'm here. Right. Words to live by. You can always get better and you can feel confident where you are. And if you can do that, then you know, life is, life is enjoyable. Um, thank you so, so much, Lisa, for coming on the show. Thank you so much for sharing your story and all the, the ups and the downs. I'm so delighted to reconnect with you and see you. So fun. Thank you so much for letting me tell my story.
Oh my God, I love Lisa so much. She has so much energy. She's so great at what she does. She implemented so many aspects of the Nobius agency model so well and had such great results. And I love that she got to show us warts and all, right? Because there's there's always farther to take it. And what I love about teaching this model is that you can take a piece and implement it and have immediate results. Take the lead product and replace your free proposals and quoting with it and immediately see an easier pitching process where everybody's upselling and you're not wasting all your times with pitching, right? You can implement the magic hour. Magic hour is the way that we present work, which shrinks the amount of back and forth down from sometimes weeks and months to literally like half an hour. Magic hour usually means that people have, you know, one edit and it's my name here is different or, uh, you know, can you switch that, that photo right there? And then it's done. Each of these strategies can be implemented into your business with results. And it's just about adding, changing, tweaking this, 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 and it'll make your business tighter and tighter and tighter and more and more profitable. And the more profitable it is, the more freedom you have. Like Lisa said, we're all about freedom and lifestyle and just kind of loving our businesses here at No BS Agency Mastery. So if that is something that is piquing your interest, if you are like Lisa was and you're just kind of like, I'm not sure where to get my clients. I don't really have a business structure. I've got lots of work to do, but I'm working all the time. Um, I don't know what kind of ceiling I'm putting on myself in terms of income. And you want systems that make things feel easier. You want a process for sales that feels more authentic to you, where you feel confident and excited to get on these calls because you have boundaries and you know what you sell and you know what you don't, and you're detached from the sale because you know you've got leads coming in. If you want all of that, go to nobsagencymastery.com backslash apply. Tell us a bit about your business and let's hop on a phone call and let's see if this is the right time for you to know BS your agency. That's all I've got for you today. I will talk to you next week. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I'll be back next week with more no BS tips for your agency so you can find more profit, ease, and freedom. The No BS Agency podcast is produced by Yellow House Media. Coordinator is Lou Blazer. This episode is edited by Marty Seafelt. Creative direction by Sean and Tara McMullen. Our theme music is Knock 'em Down by The Shrugs. 